Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am Martin, and I have with me the king of the casters. He's Mr. <laughs> Brett Podcast. And Brett, we are privileged to have a very talented gentleman joining us on the show today. That's right. Well, uh, it, you know, the last time I talked to him, he was great fun. So, you know, we wanted to have him back on the show again. He is He's a great singer, sang with Jason Bonham, Foreigner, Lynch Mob, Tribe of Gypsies, Resurrection Kings, one of my favorites. And of course, he sings for Westbound. He is Chaz West. Chaz, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Well, fantastic. Happy to have you back on the show. It's uh, always good to talk to you. Always a whole lot of fun. So, well, yeah. that's that's the goal. Once we get everything working, then you know it's good. Right. <laughs> then we, the technology sorted out, then we're good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> These things are so, would be so much easier in person. Unfortunately, you know, you just live in the wrong place for us. <laughs> oh, I know. It's all my fault. Yeah. No, trust me, we live in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always blame on the vocalist, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys are out in the middle. It's beautiful there, though. I've been there. It is beautiful there. That's it is right. here. It's beautiful there. I mean, where there, you're there's, yeah. there's lots of beauty. So I mean, <laughs> we know that. But there, there so, is. so I mean, you know, you you are um, have some nice touring going on right now, which we want to talk about. But we just want to talk about catch up with you and uh, what's been going on. Well, you know, like everybody else, everything got shut down for the last year and a half, two years. You know, that's been two years, um, over two years. So you know, we did a couple of gigs last the end of last year and um, that was about all you know I and mean, we the record came out we had toured everything was going really well we were making some noise and had more shows booked for 2020 and then of course we know what happened in march so it's kind of like starting all over again you know which is why i decided to do the re-release on this single and everything else and i brought in jody best you know who's helped me immensely you know for best bet promotions um, because it's like I once, as John Lennon sang, it's like starting, it's just like starting over, you know? And, uh, but it's, you know, I'm very grateful at least we're able to get back out there again and, you know, see the friends and, uh, throughout, you know, the world, or at least the country, the U S this year, hopefully, you know, more of that next year. So. Yeah. In this case, do you kind of feel like it's a it's it's okay to start over again because you've had a couple of years to kind of formulate a plan and to and to really, you know, I, I guess see how things are going and kind of push things in the right direction. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. And uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But <laughs> yeah, that's that that that's the game plan. You know, because I felt like. Two years, it's like it's like you press pause, <laughs> pause button, you know, or you know, I'm close to two years. So, um, you know, and obviously some people went through hell, you know. Um, but so it's like I figured, you know, that, that was 2019. <laughs> it's like a different world back then. It was, oh boy. yeah. So, you know, I just felt it was appropriate to do it that way before we put another record out. Let's not just shell this because it was starting to really do well, starting to get to make some noise or again, make some great impact, you know, and more shows were booked and then everything stopped. So I just figured, okay, let's do this the right way. Next year, we'll concentrate on a new record, um, that kind of thing. So. So then do you still have the same band, the same guys with you right now when you're touring? 
Um, the only difference is Dave Chili Moreno on drums. He's out with Puddle Mud. He plays with them also. And the other drummer I've used, Brian Tishy, he is out with Dead Daisies right now. He's in Europe with Dead Daisies. You know, you got to make a living. <laughs> and you can't pass up that kind of you know money. Glenn, no. Play with Glenn Hughes. Come on, right? So, um, so I got a, a couple of different drummers that I'm using, but they're pros. They're great guys. I've known them for years. No strangers. So uh, yeah. Besides that, oh, I did add one new guy. Because the only thing we were really able to do until the end of last year was do what we call the streaming show. You probably, I'm sure you know. Um, the Monsters of Rock, um, Larry Moran, did a streaming thing in 2020. So I, my keyboard player wasn't available. So I brought in a friend of mine. His name is, we call him T-Bone. Um, he used to be in the band Government Mule. And uh, he was great. And, and he just like, within two days, learned all the songs. We went and did it. And it was fun. And then we had a viewing party a couple of days later, you know, at a local pub that my friend owns. And he came to me and says, I want to be in this band. He's Swedish, right? <laughs> His real name is Jorborn Andersson, right? <laughs> we just call him T-Bone. Yeah. And he's like, I want to be in this band. No more filling in. I just, no more filling I want to be the guy, you know? And I, I told him, I said, look, T-Bone, that's great. I love you, you know, thank you. You did a great job. It's going to be tough when we start up again. At that time, I was thinking maybe three to six months, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? At that time, right? It was July of 2020. But oh, here we, you know, so it took longer than that. So he's the newest guy and he's great, you know, and he also plays second guitar because, you know, Roy Z right now is very busy with Bruce Dickinson before, you know, in between the Iron Maiden tour. In fact, I think they're recording right now in San Diego as we speak. So, you know, I, you know, I understood that and I just, but I needed a guy and I, I killed two birds with one stone, which is great. So, and he fits right in. Great personality, T-Bone. How difficult is it then to like kind of find these guys? I mean, and I know you've worked with a who's who of right. people in the music industry, but you know, I mean, also with the Moby Dicks and stuff like that. I mean, sure, right. And in, and you even like your Chasmanian Devils, which is such a great that's name. A fun, that's <laughs> a fun thing. It's a side, you know, avenue of, of, of um, you know, of, of Westbound, but we're just doing covers instead of, you know, of originals. So but that's just fun. I did that last year when everything reopened again here. It was like, okay, let's just go have some fun and make it a party. So people can finally go to bars and clubs again, you know, without having masks on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I'm fortunate because of my career resume that I'm able to get people that want to play with me. I guess I still got what it takes. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, it's, it, but it, it's hard. It's, you know, it's hard these days in some ways and it's easier in other ways. Um, you know, I, I'm not a kid starting out and we're, you know, I can't imagine just starting out now on social media the way it is. And you don't have what I used to call the machine behind you, you know, record companies and things like that. Because um, that's how I started. That's what I was used to. Now it's a different world, you know. So, um, but yeah, I've been very fortunate in that way. And perfect example, T-Bone, right there. You know, and Roy Z and I, you know, we worked together, Tribe of Gypsies. We knew each other. So it's like, how do we meet? Because we were on tour in South America in the 90s when he was playing with Bruce and I was playing with Jason and we were on the same bill with Scorpions and Iron Maiden. So, you know, that's that's how 
it, you know, um, a lot of it is the personalities and the hang too. You got to have, the, obviously you got to have the chops, you got to have the talent, but also it's chemistry. And that's really important, you know, and especially this time around when it was, became my band, like I'm in the driver's seat. So I wanted to be very careful about like, or very particular, I should say, about who was going to be in my band. So, cause I wanted, as I always say, pros and bros. That was important to me, right? So, so what are some of the uh, what are some of the advantages for being the band leader, and also some of the challenges that you? Well, exactly. I guess as I say, you know, you get it's it's a double edged sword. Obviously, you get the most critical acclaim, but if it goes well, but if things don't go well, guess who gets the blame? You know, the buck the buck stops here. You know, I mean that's that's the way it is. It's like being you know, the president, I'm not going to repair, compare myself to that, but I'm just saying, yeah, there's no one else. If it goes well, great. And, and then you thank every, you know, and then you get the critical, critical acclaim because it's your name. But if things don't go well, sometimes it's like, oh, well, I got to, you know, take the blame, take the good with the bad, as they say. So. Yeah. yeah, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. <laughs> every time anybody ever says I something know, you like probably that. rush home from school to watch that every day right yes <laughs> i think so <laughs> oh <funny>. tootie <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think our knowledge of the facts of life is way greater than it ever should be but <laughs> yeah 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 exactly then i'm never going to expect that here here you know fans are not going to expect that here that from me and from you guys it's like <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> actually my favorite sitcom of all time is cheers oh yeah oh yeah but i'll say cheers <laughs> <laughs> cheers is an awesome show i actually just watched I all the it. episodes uh, i know of streaming services so right great they're showing it on the show called decades it's on yeah yeah they're streaming here i love it i'm like i haven't seen these in 20 30 years you know oh. 30 years actually probably yeah what is, well, what is the one uh, uh, from Norm? How are you doing, Norm? And he's, Norm, life's, a, uh, life's a, a dog race and I'm wearing milk bone underwear or something like that. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Oh, they always dog eat dog. It's dog eat dog. And I'm, I'm wearing milk bone underwear. And I just thought, that's, that's it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the greatest line. Oh, yeah. He had some great lunch. What's George Wentz, that's the right? Yeah. 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 Even like commercials now and then. And the guy who played Cliff. Um, John Ratzenberger. See, I know their names because I loved that show. So, <laughs> it holds up. Struggling kid when it was on, I remember, but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, isn't it funny how we, how we, it's okay that the show goes off on a little tangent besides oh, yeah, music. We go off, a, we're off road a little bit, right? We talk music and everything else. Entertainment. That's right. Yes. What we'll it just says talk everything. Occupation, it says entertainer. So there you go. <laughs> so then, you know, when you when you when you have your own band and stuff like that, and and you're you're writing all the songs and you're doing all of that stuff. So then, like, what are the parts that frustrate you the most that you have to do? Are you talking about in the studio or on tour or both? I think both, really. Okay. Um, in the studio, usually, you know, you get a deadline. And the pressure comes down on you if you don't meet that deadline. Um, and you try not to 
be too worried about that because, of course, this was my first endeavor as far as my first solo record. So I was a little more um, because, you know, they're going to come down on you, not anybody else if it doesn't help, you know. And, but you've got to get away from that to, to have a creative mind to create, to, you know, write a good song, you know. Um, so there's that conflict. As far as being on tour, that's a completely different, you know, story, a world. Um, you know, things sometimes are on time. They're not on time. And, and of course, you know, you got to have somebody. I have a tour manager, thankfully. I don't have a manager right now, but I have a tour manager. And, you know, thankfully, he advances the shows and things like that and makes sure everything. But it's just following off, uh, excuse me, following up on everything, you know. And making sure that, okay, everything's all set. We got signed contracts. This show, this, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know, it's that kind of thing. And um, traveling, of course, can be, <laughs> you know, you, you know how it is. I mean, so, um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's basically, you know, the most you deal, that you have to deal with as far as problems, shows being canceled, money changing. Um, you know, it, it, can, it can be quite involved. So, and some of this stuff can it be a distraction before going on stage? Um, yes, and you that's the other thing you try not to let that get just like being in the studio. Well, if I get too uptight and too, you know, um, stressed or whatever about having to make this deadline because you know the labels AR person is, is you know breathing down my neck that they want this, you know, um, then it can ruin your you know, it can ruin the creative juices flowing you know the, the the magical chemistry so you have to separate yourself and it's not always easy um i've been doing this long enough i've learned to i mean i've been a stressed out mess before i've gone on stage sometimes and not a nice person to be around and i get on and it's just like it's just it's just automatically go into performance mode uh, you know uh, and enjoy it and enjoying it. And it makes you realize, this is why I started doing this, you know, so many years ago when I was a kid, this is the greatest high in the world. And you, you know, and just be grateful that you're still able to do this. People still want to see you, you know, and, uh, and, and then you let the rest of it go, you know? Um, and that's pretty much, you know, I, I, spirituality i'm not a religious person but spirituality has come into my life probably in the last 10 years or so and it's really helped a lot because i just kind of take a breath okay you know there's only so much you can do you know um you can you can't control everything you know and just go on now it's time for you people want to be entertained they've, they've spent their hard-earned money you know now it's time for you they don't want to hear about the shit you went through all day long with whatever right and that's what you have to realize. What is the quote of the two hours on stage is fun as the other 22 hours that's work? That suck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the two hours on stage. Afterwards, it's fun for maybe an hour or so, too, hanging with the fans and the friends. And, you know, and then you're right. The rest of it is like, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. What, we talked yesterday to a, to a gentleman who, who, when he goes into the studio, he, it's like, it's all about the first two or three takes. And if it's going to, you know, he never wants it to go past two or three takes. Right. Now, how about you? What's your kind of viewpoint when you go into the studio, especially when it comes to your vocals? Um, 
Well, I mean, if you, I mean, as far as the writing goes, like I remember when we the Westbound record, the first song we wrote was Dance of Life with, with Roy Z and Dave, you know, Dave Moreno. Um, we were in a little room and he started playing some chord progressions and I had a melody idea. And I think the majority of the song was done probably within about a half hour, except I went back and redid some lyrics and changed a few things here and there. But the, the meat of the song was right there, like within a half hour, because it, it's, it, like I said, the chemistry and, you know, spontaneity, it's got to have, it's got to be there, you know, because I can always tell if I can work with somebody right away or I can't, you know, like if it's not inspiring. And I knew Z, we'd have worked together before, so that would be fine. As far as recording the vocals, yeah, I'm usually one or two takes and then maybe, well, the old days when analog, you'd punches, they do what calls punches, you know, uh, maybe listen back and fix a few little things here and there. But yeah, you've got to, that energy's got to be there. You know, you've got to feel that like, okay, I'm in the mode, even though you're in a dark vocal booth, right? You know, it's not like, you know, perform. It's a, it's a, it's a different headspace as far as recording, as opposed to being on stage live. Yes. You want to bring that across on the record, but at the same time, you, you also have to be aware of your surroundings and you're in a studio and, you know, and every little minute, slight bit note, slightly flat, slightly sharp comes out. Whereas people wouldn't notice that necessarily live, you know? Um, so that it's, it's, it's a little different, but, but yes, uh, at least get a good majority of the song done in one or two takes. Agreed. Well, yeah. then it's, I, then how much do you kind of, I guess, you know, sing the songs at home or just kind of work on them before you, before you hit the studio? Quite a bit, but usually because I've, I mean, every song on the record I co-wrote, so it's already my baby, and I've already been singing it along, you know, before um, before we even went and recorded it. Maybe did some demos, you know, just to um, listen back. Like I said, when we were writing demos, we had quite a few of those. So I already, and I was already energized and excited because it was the first time that it was my baby, you know? And so... It wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm just being hired for this gig. I'm for this, this record. And okay, let me go do my job, you know. And I've got to put myself, let me listen to what they wrote. And I've got to make this real, you know, it's a convict, with conviction. It's, it's, it's a different element. So, so in some ways, it, it was a lot easier. And I enjoyed it more because these were songs that I co-wrote all of them, you know. So, so then how when early in the? Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Brett. No, I was just going to ask about the tour. So you go first. Oh no, I'm just curious. How early when you're you're co-writing all the songs? How early do you know uh, that's it? That's the single. That's the I got something here. You know, you really got something. I guess maybe from years of doing this, um, you learning from you know people you know, from Jason Bonham and others. Um, I don't know. I know a hook. I mean, I'm really good. I would have been a good A&R person. I mean, I know a hook. I can hear it. I'm like, yes, that has the hook. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm always right. There's sometimes people don't hear what I hear. But majority of the time, especially this time around, I was right. You know, even Frontiers, the two songs I picked, these should be the singles. They agreed, you know, uh, which was Dance of Life and Never Surrender. They agreed because I knew those were hooks right off the bat. You can memorable. 
you know? And then you go out and you try it on live audiences. And if you get that same kind of feedback, it, it makes you realize, okay, I was right, ding, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's other songs that necessarily like, okay, this is gonna be like, I love traveling, okay? But I know that's not gonna be a top, you know, a, a single. I mean, it could, but I'm just saying in this day and age, who knows? But I mean, from the old school way of things, eh, it's different. It's got a cool thing about it, like a cashmere kind of thing, you know? But it's not necessarily gonna be the radio single, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I guess, you know, I, I kind of have a knack for hearing a hearing a hook, so you know, and and listen. And sometimes you know, you think, oh, I think I got it, and then and then you listen back and you go, either yeah, 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 it is, or hmm, no, okay, that's not that's not as strong as I thought it was when when we were writing this. Let's go back and and rework it a little bit. So, do you take a, a lot of feedback from people? I do, I do. And, you know, um, constructive criticism, I think, is the greatest, as long as it's constructive and not just, you know, uh, that's one of the down, you know, negative points of social media is that a lot of people think that, you know, they're, they're critics now and they can judge everything and, you know, at least have something positive. If, OK, so you think, but don't just like, ah, it, you know, sucks or I hate it, you know, and they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, oh, granted, everybody has a right to voice their opinion. You know, what's the old saying? Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at least try and make it a bit constructive. I mean, you know, so that it's not just criticism. It's something positive, too. Well, I would have liked it better if you did this or blah, 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 blah. I, you know. That, that I appreciate, you know. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. Okay, man, you know. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a free world. So everybody, you know, has, is, is entitled to their opinion, so. Now, do you take the songs out and kind of like, are you testing out new songs now, for instance? Like when you played in, uh, you know, Counts Vamped and stuff like that, did you play some new stuff to test them out? We haven't done that yet. Because like I said, in the last two years, we we're only able to do a couple yeah. of shows, you know? So, but the plan is yes. Uh, later in the year, already got some stuff I want to try. In fact, I might even add one uh, on this upcoming summer tour on the East Coast, might add one. So we'll see. But yeah, that's the plan. As I said, it's right now, it's just like starting over again. So these kind of songs were all new to most of these people. Yes. You know, the majority, except for maybe us, it's all new. So maybe us and our girlfriends and wives. Years. <laughs> so. Well, and it's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I'm in the Westbound Volume 1. I mean, it's such a good album and I've listened to it so many times. And yes, it's, it seems so odd because it's like that thought where like, you're kind of just, just taking that out on tour. And it's like, right. where it's just like, really? Oh, wow. It's like we took three years off or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we're on pause for two years. Oh, stop. You know, yeah, just pause, you know, with the remote. Okay. Now it's 2022. Or, you know, I mean, things started to get semi back to normal, I guess, the end of last year. So, year and a half, two years almost. Uh, and, but now, you know, I'm still not over. There's <laughs> still, you know, um, but thankfully, at least we're able to go back out and tour 
you know, this is the first time we've been out of state except for Vegas um, in almost three years, two and a half, three years. You know, we did a couple of little, I did one Viper Room show at the end of last year. And I did a couple of, um, my friend has a, a place up in Mammoth. And we did a couple of gigs there. And that was just to kind of reunite and, you know, have fun and, you know, you know, just enjoy ourselves and just, you know, get out there a little bit and get prepared for the warm up for Viper Room since we hadn't really done anything since the streaming show the prior, the you know, previous July, you know, so yeah. Is it, is it nerve wracking or exciting when you haven't had a show in a while? Well, now we broke the ice with last yeah. week, whiskey and vamp. So I feel much better about everything now. But before that, oh, those few days before I was, yeah, I was definitely on edge, let's say. And I try not to show it. I try to be cool. But inside myself, I knew, you know, I was definitely anxiety ridden. But it came off really well. Everybody had nothing but positive comments. And we even saw a lot of merch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means you care. You know, oh, is that? When you, I said it's not necessarily a bad thing when you have the anxiety. It just means you care. That's all. Exactly right. And yeah. I've learned some of the pros that I've been with. You, you're right. I mean, even Joe Elliott told me he still gets nervous before he goes on stage, you know? And he's been doing this longer than me as far as professionally goes anyway. Um, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, you don't want to show it to the outside public, but that's why a lot of the times, like five minutes or so before we go on, I clear everybody out and then let's just bond as a band it's kind of it's kind of like being a you know a, a football team or something right you know like okay you know this okay let's go do this you know um even maybe when you're on stage just before the curtains open you know you all high five you know fist bump and it's like okay we got this let's have enjoy ourselves you know and shit happens like you know i mean at the whiskey i mean jason's amp all of a sudden went out you know oh. song. Uh, i know and it's like it was weird because um the guy who was the monitor guy was really nice and he went out of his way to help him out which he didn't have to do he's like hey i'm the monitor it's not my job right but he did and then after he got him it sorted out for him got him another head while well, we're just while well, we're playing we took like maybe a couple of minutes but i didn't want to lose the audience so i'm like we're got to keep going you know i talk a little bit so we got a little issue going and but well, you know, and it's like, no, we got to go. And it happened again. So they, while we're playing, they were placing a head and everything, right? On his amp. And, I, and it was funny because he said to me, he goes, the monitor guy, when during a solo, uh, he goes, man, there's some weird stuff happening here tonight. And I go, and he goes, things are just like breaking down and all of a sudden not working by themselves and stuff that I've been, you know, like even on the monitor board. I'm like, really? And I was like, Hmm. Well, you never know. Maybe it's the spirit. I was at that time I was wearing, I had changed and I put on a ripped uh, Jim Morrison kind of t-shirt. <laughs> I said, well, you know, who started the lizard King, right. And the owner, Mario Magliari, who I knew very well, you know, I know the family really well, you know, maybe their spirits are here, you know, also guess who played here on his first tour when on their, excuse me, the band's first tour. That Zeppelin, John Bonham, you know, and I said, because I played there with his son back in the 90s, we sold the place out. That was the first time I met Slash and, you know, these people coming on stage and uh, it's Matt Sorum, all these people, because I was just a kid, 
you know, that went from like here to whoop. Uh, <laughs> right, it was true, right? And I'm, I was like, and he goes, you might be right. Cause he goes, man, I've been here. So this has never happened like this. Like, yeah, their energy is probably here. So if you believe in that, you know, so. You handle it, I'm sure, much better now, though. I mean, you're you're a veteran, right? You're ready to right. handle anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't get flustered about that. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, shit happens. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's equipment, you know. Um, it'd be, it's, so it's different if one of my guys all of a sudden is keeling over. Then I'm concerned. Then it's like, yes. yeah. It's just fucking equipment. You know, you re- yeah. and it's deal. You fix it, you replace it, and that's what they did. So, yeah. Agreed. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, it's live music, so live things happen. Happen. <laughs> exactly. You know, I remember seeing that back in the day. Did it ever change my opinion or the way I felt about the band or the music or their performance? Fuck no. You know, I know this. But you're right. If it had happened, you know, 25 years ago, I might have not. And I hadn't had the experience I had. I'm sure it did. I don't remember in local bands and stuff. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it's your name. It's like, oh, I would have been now. It's like, yeah. Okay. Cheers, people. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sort this out and then we'll be <laughs> we're just gonna talk a little bit you know i'll tell you some right. stories well <laughs> i'll tell you a story go to the bar get yourself a drink i mean yeah honestly that's how you have to handle it you know just make it hey we're here to enjoy ourselves this is entertainment it's, you know it's um it's a party but i want to make this a giant party you know so just, just start doing your uh, favorite cheers moments with the band you know it's just like okay you can be norm you can be cliff <laughs> <laughs> i know that's why i'm watching it every day of course <laughs> you're like oh yeah I remember that one okay yeah <laughs> now when you were off like especially with with the quarantine like how much did you miss being with a band a lot i mean you know i'm fortunate my guys live here we see each other here and there and i said my i got to the point where my friend owns this little pub when we did the streaming party for um, the Monsters Rock streaming show. And we would start doing acoustic things there just to have some fun, just to get out there. And, you know, me being a vocalist, I got to do it all the time. It's, 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 and it's different than just singing in the car or at, at home. Now, I did record. I did a, a whole Resurrection Kings record. I did stuff like that. But that's not the same as being on stage. So, yeah, we used to do, we would do acoustic nights at this little pub called the sunset grill right next to guitar center in hollywood um and jimmy would come and, and t-bone i introduced the owner and they started it and you know the owner was as a musician also and we were doing that even uh, even when everything was locked down we just like shut the doors and <laughs> pull out acoustic guitars and you know have some cocktails and and just enjoy you know at least like and you know stay together and, and bond you know and like we're it's okay so this will be over in a while, you know, hopefully eventually it'll be done and we'll get back to, you know, business. Um, you know, so, yeah. Because, yeah, I guess you guys never like with the Resurrection Kings, you didn't even go out on tour with that oh. uh, with that album. Nothing. I mean, I was willing to do a couple of shows if they were up, but it was also schedules, you know, mm-hmm. when the first Resurrection Kings record, which is why I said I was very um, particular. Uh, um, about who I chose to be in my band because I didn't want to, you know, and, it, you know, don't get, I loved, you know, Vinny and Goldie and, and Sean. I've done them for years. And, you know, we're all bros. But, you know, like 
then it was like, okay, we got offered a whole White Snake tour. And it was like, I mean, he's like, well, I got to do Last in Line, these shows. And then, and then it was Goldie had Dio Disciples. And I think at the time, the first Resurrection Kings record, I was doing Jakey Lee, I believe, or Lynch Mob the third time around. I don't know. <laughs> Something like so. It was like our schedules could never work out. And McNabb was at the time was in docket, and it was like, okay, you know. So we were able to do a handful of shows, and that was it. And so I made a decision when I got offered the deal and Serafino and um, from Frontiers Music, and I did the record. And I wanted. I'm like, I want a real band that's going to be able to go out there. I got. I got to be, you know, real particular. Uh, who I have because I don't want to go through this again because this time it's my thing I'm in the driver's seat I understand you got to make a living but I need at least need guys you know pros and bros that are going to make this a priority you know little did I know everything would shut down within you know a year or less of uh of us going out there but you know here we are so so then how about volume two? I mean, when when do you think that volume two is going to become a going concern? I got to be honest with you. I really don't see it coming out before the end of next year. Because Frontiers, if I go with them again, they always plan ahead, like a year ahead. And we've just talked a little bit, you know, and I'm looking at different, you know, avenues also, you know. I love Frontiers and I'll be very grateful to Serafino for giving me, but we'll see, you know. Um, they have a lot of acts, a lot of bands. They put out a lot of records. So, you know, it depends upon uh, their schedule also. So we'll see. But yes, there will be a volume two some way, somehow, you know. But right now, this is where I'm focused. Um, we're back out there again. And the record is still, you know, people are still loving the songs. A couple of people came to me like they'd never heard Never Surrender. Of course, it makes sense. That was two, two, two and a half, three years ago, you know? So there you go. So then when it comes to like other other work, like do you try to take everything that comes your way? Uh, no. like, can you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I remember a time when I did ha almost have to do that. Now I can be a little more particular and, you know, chip pick and choose here and there. I mean, unless it's something I'm really inspired by. You know, so I'm, then I'm like, I don't care. I got to make time for this because I, you know, I fucking love this and I feel it, you know. And those are few and far between, to be quite honest with you, you know, um, especially if it's not guys that I've worked with before. Um, if it's, you know, some unknowns and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not open to it, but it would have to really blow my socks off for me to want to invest time and effort and take away from Westbound or just try to work it around Westbound, you know, then. It would have to really be something. And I've already got my own thing. So that's that's where my concentration and efforts lie. So what's the status of Tango Down then? Mm. I did do a record with them too last year. That's true. So I did two records during the pandemic. And that comes out, I think, later this month. I'm going to do okay. a couple. In fact, I think there's already one um, scheduled for next month in Massachusetts, I believe. With my old buddy Chips Enough, you know, Enough's Enough. And then I think doing Monsters on the Mountain, which is the Monsters of Rock Cruise, but it's on the mountain in Tennessee in August. So I'm going to do that. They're great guys. I know these guys are from New York, you know, and uh, I like them. And they understand that, you know, they're not at the priority. They're not at the top of the list. And if I'm able to do it, I will do it. 
you know, because I like the guys in the band, you know, and the bassist has become like my little brother, you know, in fact, like a son almost. Yeah. <laughs> He's young, like 22 years old. He looked wow. like he put a picture of my son. I'm like, look at this. God, his hair, my son's hair was shorter, but look at, and he was like, oh my God. Yeah. I remember the first time I met him, I walked in for a uh, photo session and it was like at a warehouse up in upper Massachusetts. There's pouring rain and it opened the door and I just played the night. I'd done Bonzo Bash the night before in New York. And, you know, and I, I was, I was kind of still a little out of it. I was tired and uh, we had been on the road for like, couple of weeks already doing the Bonzo Bash and in between I was doing some um, other Moby Dick shows and he answers the door and I, and I, he had, and I just was like almost did a double take because you mind my son I'm like what you know and this is like the son I didn't see for 15 years I didn't know about him for 15 years and I was like am I seeing things or what you know but it, yeah he's a great kid so so I you know I like to be there and give you know for them whenever it's possible it's been i think 2016 that bulletproof came out with tangle down so i mean i i can't wait for the next album because that was a terrific album you guys did everything right there you put together a terrific album you had great reviews you yeah. know i mean it, yeah agree yeah. and they're great guys you know that that's one thing at this point in my career in my life i can you know semi pick and choose who I want, you know, want to work with. And I won't work with assholes. I won't work with, I, I'm like, no, I'm way too, I've done way too much of my career, my resume to be, no, not going to put up with that. I'm not going to mention names, but no, it's not worth it to me. Unless you're paying me a bloody fortune. And even, okay, even then I know I want, I don't want to be around you. I want my own bus, you know, it's, you know, and that would be probably very short lived. I've been fortunate. There really hasn't been, uh, you know, guys that have been that way towards me anyway. So I've been fortunate there, but I've heard the stories and I know I've got a couple of little things here and there, but yeah. I don't have the same rule. Otherwise I wouldn't do this podcast with Brett. <laughs> Put up, okay, my, yeah. uh, the makeup. <laughs> this is this is business as usual so there's nothing, uh, there's nothing i've known the guy like four decades so yeah <laughs> Imagine the stories you guys could tell uh, they, yeah, nothing they compared just, to what you have they just you don't like, involve jason bonham or anything like that so you got a few hours yeah right yeah. <laughs> well next time i go to uh canada we got to hoist a few yes we can do that I want to hear some of those stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like we may have to come down to see you someplace else. I would love that. Yeah. We'll post next in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll be down to California actually in, in October. So maybe uh, maybe there'll be a chance. But we might be doing, I think we're doing a whiskey show again in October. Oh, wow. That would be awesome. Definitely. Keep in touch. I think it's, if I'm right, the weekend before Halloween. I oh, think. okay. All right. Are you that? Is that the week we'd be here? No, I think it'll be earlier, but uh, ah, we can at least go hang out. That would you know, be awesome. <laughs> bar, you know, or yeah. you know, or my the yeah. sun's don't like, say it unless you meet it. Brett will take you up on it. <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah, I will definitely. Awesome, yes, I'm, I'm in, but um, All right. 
But Chaz, it's been so great talking to you. We so appreciate it, and 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 I know it's it's always fun to have you on the show. And I don't know how anybody could be an asshole to you because you're you're an amazing guy. But uh, we Thank want you. to let you tell what? everybody <laughs> how they can keep up with you and uh, and where they can find Westbound and keep up with you on tour. Well, it's westboundofficial.com which also links up to Facebook and Instagram and all that. Um, it has all the dates on that listed on there. And of course they can, if they never heard us, they can listen to the, the videos are on there, the singles and there's interviews, including the one from you before. So yeah, westboundofficial.com is the best way. Awesome. Well, you know, uh, we love listening to your music. We love listening to you and, uh, and we wish you nothing but the best in the future. And I know that we are certainly excited to, uh, to, hear everything else that comes out of you thank you very much i really appreciate that i look forward to hopefully being in the great white north again you know i don't know it probably probably won't happen until next year at this point but you never know you know that's right so. well you come to calgary and uh and we'll we'll take you out we'll uh, get you some poutine and i always have we'll... that absolutely especially the cold weather it's great god yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh yeah, absorbs all the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. wear our shorts, and you can wear your parka. <laughs> yeah, and my scarf and gloves, and like you guys uh, are freezing, really. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll actually, even if it is like minus twenty, we'll still be in shorts just to prove a point. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see you in October. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, July. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, well, Chaz, thank you so much, and we will talk right. again soon. All the best. Rock on. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye now. <laughs>